And in the middle of my my little forest, I don't think you can you see my little forest. Yes, twenty acres of forest. Yes. Carrie, a year ago we were in Washington. Is that a year ago? A year ago. A year ago. Yeah. And where are you? I'm in Vienna right right now, because I was supposed to conduct here. Yeah. A whole month of April, I was supposed to do four Figaro's and three butterflies. So, and they got, you know, periodically canceled. So I'm still yeah. here. I'm so sorry. Now, if, if you wanted to get home, you know, to your mom or family, are you allowed um, in the country? Or no. I mean, I think I'm allowed because I'm an Italian citizen. But um, first of all, it's not, there aren't that many ways to get there. Okay. And uh, the other thing is that they've strongly recommended not to go and see your parents and you know because you know in the last three months I was traveling so much as all of you probably and so it's safer to just stay isolated for now so I'm just doing what the everyone is telling us to do it's nice to see you both it's nice to see you too what's what's your next what's your next thing that you're gonna do uh well my you mean work-wise or yes so my next thing which most likely will get canceled, but officially hasn't been yet, is um, my Paris debut at the Opera Bastille, uh, Rigoletto, yes. I'm, I'm supposed to go there on the 11th of, of May, but you know, the government has already said no big events till July, so yeah. we're, just, yes. we're just waiting uh, for, to see what they're gonna do with that. I, think I, was re- I was really looking forward to that one. That yeah. was a big one. I think yes. my heart just uh, broke for you a little bit. That's a big deal. And yeah, yeah, I've been waiting three years for that moment. But hey, yeah, you worked so hard. We'll just talk to us a little bit about that spin on because some people might yeah. not know. Like when I met you, you were still in a different position, in a different job. Yeah. How did yeah. you segue from what you were doing and talk a little bit about that to to becoming a conductor in a world class? <laughs> Yay, conductor. <laughs> Yay. Um, <laughs> Well, I, I um, as most of you probably know, but for people who don't know me, I, um, I'm a pianist and I uh, trained as a solo pianist and then I did a lot of chamber music when I was at Juilliard in my, in my Juilliard years. And then I went into opera, opera coaching, uh, recitals first and then opera. Where I and met. because I, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And um, I had a long career as a, as a coach, opera coach, and I worked as a freelancer in many, many theaters as a repetitor. And then a few years also between 
New York and Vienna, uh, the Staatsoper. And uh, at some point, especially when I was coaching, I always felt this, you know, this like energy was like coming up and up. And I thought so many people were telling me you should do it. You should go into conducting. And as many of you know, sometimes from the piano you're conducting or I found yeah. myself in the, at the Salzburg Festival when I was working, especially with, uh, with Maestro Muti. He would come a little bit later in the rehearsal process and then we would be two or three pianists and no one wanted to go there and wave their arms. You know, like my colleagues were like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay, I'll try it. <laughs> no. And, um, you know, as an opera coach, you're trained anyways to, to be in that position where you have to lead. And it, it just felt so right. It felt like that was what I was supposed to be doing at some point. Wow. And you just yeah. went right into Yeah, the at some point I decided I'm going to try this. I got my first two or three opportunities and I have to thank certain people for that. My first, first big, big opportunity came from the Yale University. Uh, you all must know Doris Cross. Yes. Who yeah. I think is just re retiring next year. Yeah, very cool. I heard through different people that she was... Um, that she was um, planning to put up a Cusi Fantute with her students. I got in touch with her and um, I will never forget that moment where she said, okay, well, um, let me think about it a second. Uh, so your experience, yes, you're working with Ricardo Muti and blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, I know, I know Cusi really well. And, and then she paused for about 10 seconds and I could hear Richard Cross in the back <laughs> mumbling, you know, something. And, <laughs> And she said, okay, let's do it. <laughs> I was like, really? And she said, sure. And that's how I got my first um, go at it. And then from there, it was another two years until I really made the shift. Uh, because, you know, it wasn't like no, immediate. Right. No. And then Cesca, Francesca Zambello, uh, gave me uh, my first real American debut, which was at Glimmerglass. I mean, after Yale right. professional. Yeah. And, um, and then from there, some things in Europe came and, you know, that's how it all kind of unfolded. Yay! Yeah. Well, we so. both think you're amazing. Yeah, oh, thank you. Seriously, I remember. You are. You both are. It's... Remember in Vienna, we coached Balo and I was like, wow, not only does she like with the words and the music, but vocally too, you, you have such a great sense of the, the voice yeah. and, thank you. and how it functions and I think it's partly a passion and also growing up in Italy, my father, you know, is a big opera fan, lover, and I grew up in a very sort of musical environment and opera was always somehow there. Mm -hmm. And so when I started at Juilliard working in the vocal arts, I, I was fascinated by this whole voice thing. And I, I have to say, I did play many years, many voice lessons for all the teachers in New York. It shows. And you know, and you can hear, I could hear, okay, that makes sense. Or like, what the hell is she talking about? I love that you um, talk about Francesca giving you that chance. It's one yes. of the things I really love about her because, I mean, among many things, but because mm -hmm. I remember, um, Michael Heaston, you know, worked, works. Yeah. Like, worked I met him at Glimmerglass that yeah. year. 
of course, and I've known Michael for a really long time because Michael played lessons for me when I was changing to soprano. And Michael kept telling Francesca, you've got to hear this girl. And so Michael made this audition happen. And literally, I know all of us have yeah. these moments in our careers where it's like the top five worst things ever that have come out of your mouth or whatever. <laughs> so it was five, worst. just five. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember I got through the first aria and I, I, I knew I couldn't look at Michael, but I did. And he was just like, like how bad, <laughs> that was so bad. And so... <laughs> But, um, but Francesca, luckily, somehow, someone, probably Michael, talked her into hearing me again, and I ended up going to her apartment in New York, and then that's how I ended up, uh, and then they heard a Tosca of mine somewhere else, and that's how I ended up doing that with you, Speranza. So, yes. I love her for the second chances, because sometimes we all need those, or we all need a, we all need somebody to, A, give us the opportunity and give us a shot, and then we all need somebody. Well, I remember, I, yeah. I sent Cheska the video of my Cozy Overture from Yale. <laughs> She said, I'm going to book you now because I know then it's, you won't have time. <laughs> and I was like, no. I said, no. I said, I'm completely free. She said, just wait. Believe me, I'm so that booking you now because I know that when time comes, you will not have time for me. And I was like, I'll always have time for you. <laughs> always. So that's, so, I mean, yes, you're Italian. Yes. That's your specialty in, in, in Rome. And that's your specialty in music or is your heart no kind. actually i mean it, it is in a way because of course i grew up in italy and i yeah. coach a lot of italian music but i do i'm doing a lot of symphonic repertoire now oh. in fact i just debuted my first richard strauss i was so happy i was like in heaven um about that was my last concert actually in february in in bordeaux okay. i did uh, don juan of Strauss and um, I do French music and I've conducted Carmen I'm gonna do Tales of Hoffman coming soon okay um, of course I do a lot of opera but I'm really uh, focusing a lot on getting my symphonic repertoire out there and I'm doing quite a bit Good for you. of that too that's so, amazing yeah. Yeah. spectacular to see how quickly you've risen to the top and I'm sorry that you know I mean Paris Fingers crossed. But. Yeah, you know, I, I after the first um, couple of weeks where I was feeling uh, sad about it and mm -hmm. we're all in shock, we're all, you know, yeah. uh, de dealing with so much, everyone, you, both of you, everyone in, in opera world right now is, everyone has their own thing that they were looking forward to and sure. we just have to be hopeful that we'll start soon yeah. and those things will happen again at, at another moment. Sure. Just well, the way they were supposed to happen. Yeah. When, when do you see, just your opinion, I know you don't have a magic, yeah. magic ball, but how do you see opera starting again, classical music starting again, the arts, all of that? Well, um, for sure, we don't know what's going to happen with, with the virus, so it's hard to tell. Um, I think everyone has depicted the scenario where we are going to be basically the last thing to open, yeah. one of the, you know. And so if we're lucky that this terrible, terrible um, sickness sort of gets better by the end of the summer, maybe into the fall at some point or yeah. with the beginning of the new year. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I cope with different scenarios in my head. I've already tried to train my head to think that for at least six months sure. I'm out sure. um, because I think it's the healthy way. I mean, it's scary, but it's also kind of like, if you 
put your mind at peace with that thought, then you live your daily life a little bit better. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Love that. Do you do you think that operas our our medium is for it's it's going to change a little bit, I think. It's yeah. going to be hard at first. I think people will be very scared to come to the theater, so we we will have to encourage them to come. Yeah. And this is all given for granted that the security of is going to be all sorted out that it's going to be safe to go yeah. but people will still be a little bit tentative um maybe some people will won't have the financial means to come to the theater anymore yeah. i mean it's going to be hard maybe yeah different and i think we the artists will have to who are already sacrificing a lot might be asked to sacrifice even more sure uh but mm. I think that whatever it takes to get to get us back in there as soon as possible, I, I'd be willing to go for it. Carrie, no, you know, just, Carrie and I, we've been talking a lot about what is our what is our position now? What what role do you think we need to play as as classical musicians, as the arts? What do you feel right now during this pandemic is our job? Um, well, I, I've been battling with a lot of different feelings about it. Yeah. Um, because at, at first I was all energetic about let, let me do videos and things and uh, put things out there. Then I had a phase where I was a little angry and I was thinking, um, <laughs> you know, what am I doing this for? And then um, I think that we need to keep bringing a message of hope. And it's not because my name is Speranza that I'm saying <laughs> uh, to people and that things will get better and that music and culture will always be there yes. for people as a something a nourishing thing for the soul uh i think we also need to our role sh today should be also to start making people aware in governments or in institutions or whoever is supporting the arts in america it's more private in europe it's more government oriented yeah. that we are people like everyone else that we don't do this just to entertain people that right. we're not having fun while we're doing it this is our livelihood this is how we pay our bills this is how we live and so that they shouldn't abandon us i you know. know and i'm all to do to do things for free if we are raising money for a for a great cause like I was, I tried at the very beginning to put on a sort of virtual concert where I was playing and singers would come in and sing or whatever. But when Italy was hit really hard at the beginning uh, for hospitals in it, because I think that that's the main focus. That has to be also for us, the main, that's why we're sacrificing what we're sacrificing. Because, right. But at some point pe people will have to start thinking about us too, you know, and yeah. how, how are we going to survive? Not me specifically, Speranza's Capucci. No, 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 but us like, as a whole, know, yeah. As a whole, and then I think of all the artists who are just starting their careers, yes. who do small roles, like in, in France or Italy, you know, or especially I'm thinking about Italy because I know a lot of people there who, who live only on local theaters and do the spoletas or the yeah, whatever. Right. And, and, and maybe this is a chance for them with the borders closed, you know, I was having a good discussion the other day with an intendant of an mm -hmm. opera house. And she was saying that, you know, at, while the borders are closed, while the countries are closed, and Carrie and I, we've talked about this mm -hmm. a lot. You know, it's a chance for these younger singers now to sing in their local opera houses because yeah. I don't think people will want to get on a plane yet, will want to 
leave yeah, on their, one hand, once their it starts, bubble. Wait, once it starts again, it could be a good chance for those people. Yeah. Um, but if, it, if we stay without working for too long, there's a risk that those people will also disappear. And that's what shouldn't happen. No. And I, I wish there were, there were a way that we could like do something where there's like a foundation or something where we can also raise money for those people. They said, do you feel like time is standing still or that it's running by? Um, okay. I, I feel so. like it's running by. Okay. And I'll tell you why, because I come from a family. I mean, I, I grew up in a family where my parents, you met my mom, right? Yeah, um, yeah. she's Carrie, great. Carrie. And you, you too, right? I did yes. too. Uh, and my, my dad more in the you know, quiet way, but my mom more actively, but both as a couple, pushed all of us to, to strive to, to, you know, like to learn, study. And, right. and I came, especially, I would say for both of them, but most, mostly my mom, it was very much that you can't waste time. Like you need to always be studying or doing something. So uh, up till now, I've had a very busy life and I, I, I'm very, I always feel that if I relax too much, I'm wasting time. So, and now that I have all this time, all of, all of a sudden it's like, it's nice on a, in a way. And on the other, of course, it's a forced you're forced yeah. to have this time. And so right. someone yeah. is forcing you to have the time. So you can't really enjoy it like it's a vacation because that would be crazy. Um, but I do feel sometimes like um, it's a bit of a waste of time. But then I rethink and I think, no, take the time to do maybe things that you've never done before. And I will tell you all about it too. And um and also try to center yourself and like try to, you know, sometimes you don't have time to think or meditate exactly. or, or if you're into praying, praying, you know, yeah. like, um, we're always so busy just in this business, yeah. running, 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 running yeah. here, there, and there, there. Yeah, I agree. So, but in the back of my head, sometimes there was that thing like yesterday, I basically didn't study. I didn't read. I didn't do much of anything constructive. And I felt like, oh my God, I'm wasting time. Like, this is horrible. You know, it's because I'm, I grew up with this yeah. idea that you have to always do something. No. And um, yeah, I understand that well. It's a battle. I was raised the same way, you know, move, move, move. Go, go, go. And, uh, and so I've, I've struggled with that too. Um, and I have to actually make myself say, no, you're going to take two hours. I don't care what it is. You're going to put something stupid on television or read a book that you haven't had time to read before you are, you have two hours and I, and that's, <laughs> all, that's, but that's you know, I can actually calm my brain because I have a really good friend that feels extremely guilty about doing nothing. Yeah. But there's guilt, something about, guilt is another yeah. thing you guilt. feel. You think, Shit, I didn't do anything. Yes, but <laughs> But I, I think that's also partly, uh, there's a depression side of this that goes into not knowing we, we have no control right now over our own, yeah. over our own lives. And, uh, and I, she's really struggling with the fact that she doesn't feel like doing anything. There's no motivating factor for her to move forward. And she is the biggest go-getter I know. So for her to say this was really- I'm a big go-getter. And I had, last week I had a couple of days where I felt like that. And but then you know, I, I think... started, okay. sorry, sorry, Sandra. And then I just started saying, okay, you're going to plan your day. You're going to have two, three things important that you're doing yeah. every day. And, and this way I feel much more, uh, yeah. you know. But I think sometimes we need to take that step back 
like you carry with those two hours for you spit on to take a day because I think we have to actually process things in our head right yeah. now yeah and and it's a way for it all to kind of find a place and and I I find sometimes when I take a day off that I find clarity and I mm. f I find oh okay yeah I see where that needed to go and that compartment up in my my brain that's always going chicka, chicka, chicka. yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah I um for example I I have been doing one thing that I never did in my life okay ever yeah I mean at, when I say ever I mean that I would do it just because you need it sometimes okay to live and survive okay. which is cook oh me too <laughs> me too my husband always said that that Sandra <laughs> will kill somebody someday with her cooking <laughs> I swear, I mean, I, I love eating. Anyone who knows me knows I love eating, but no time. You know, most of the times you're on the road, you're alone. Right. So the occasional pasta, I know how to make it. I know how to make a steak. That's not cooking. No. So, no. <laughs> so one day into the first week of quarantine, I um, bumped into a Facebook page of this amazing Italian lady who every day posts two or three things very easy recipes and i was just watching the videos of like well that doesn't seem so hard you just have to like you know so i went and bought some tools okay. <laughs> you didn't even have the tools no no i mean i had i had pots and pans but i didn't have yeah. like something to measure you know, flour, oh, okay. or or like oh. uh, you know, how do you call the mattarello? You know, the, the um, grater. Yeah, I didn't have that. I didn't have other things that My I want. God. You know, I'm uh, loving this. You seriously? I also I also didn't have something that I should have never used, which is something that you use to cut vegetables. Oh. Because one day I got distracted, and I mean, sorry, it's the third finger. Finger. I don't mean to be rude, but. <laughs> No, please give us the bird. I love it. Look, oh. look. Oh, Speranza. Yeah. You need that. For a piano. I mean, I was like, this cannot be happening to me now that I need to play the piano. <laughs> so, no. three weeks, three weeks. Yesterday, I finally played for the first time. Did it hurt? Uh, oh, I mean, I was like, first I was in shock, and then, uh, and then it, yeah, it did hurt. It hurt. Can you, do you have a feeling in it now? Yeah, yeah, now I do, but it was, it's still, I can, I still feel it's tender. Um, oh, but, but I did not throw that tool away. And I said, because I'm stubborn and I was like, I'm going to learn how to use this correctly. And I've been cooking since, even with hey. my screwed up finger. You so girl. Yeah. <laughs> I pretend I have something that I, try I love most that. of the times they most of the times they come out well and oh. the other thing i've been doing regularly and that i need to learn russian so i found a really great teacher uh in st petersburg through a friend of a friend and wow. every two or three days we meet and she gave me a book online and i'm already at my 10th or 11th lesson okay so say something, say something you've learned Okay, I've learned, I've learned, I've learned our lesson is uh, Saturday or no, it's like tomorrow at one. Okay. okay. 
don't laugh. Uh, let me see if I, if I remember. It's Carrie, stop. stop. You can't tell me not to laugh. I'm going to laugh. So, Nash Urok Zaftra Vadin. Vadir? Vadin? Vadin. Vadiri. Okay. Vadin, which means at one. At one. Okay. Our, yeah. So, can I tell you? Yes. I have a funny story, and maybe we can't put this on here. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All those Russians well, out you there say it, gonna... and then you just then you decide if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> Dimitri, dear Dimitri of Odessa, God bless his soul. I was going to make my debut in Russia, and with a name like Radvanovsky, everybody assumes that I speak Russian. But all right, of course. And so I had this interview set up with this Russian man, male interviewer. And so I said to Dima, because I, I always heard people saying this, this like, hello, right? Privet. Privet. Kakila. So I was like, what, what is that? What are, what are you saying? And he said, minyet. And I was like, okay. I don't even know what that means. Is that I'm bad? I'm scared. I'm scared. It, so <laughs> go and I shake the guy's hand and I say, minyet. And oh, the God. poor guy turns red. It means blowjob. Privet. <laughs> <laughs> Minyet, very close, and I and I thought it was. I thought I was like, wow, so great, and this guy just. Like, oh my god! I looked at Dima, and I'm like, you're going. You're down. bad. <laughs> it's been it's been really nice because it's a very. I mean, as you guys know, you sing in these in these languages, and in fact, as I'm learning it, I'm thinking I'm in such awe of singers. How you guys learn this stuff. Did Rusalka together? Oh, not too long. oh Lord! Carrie calling me, going check. Oh my God! What? Okay, what? I just—I mean, I've my whole career has been in Italian, which is all these beautiful lines and vowels. Mm. That the Czech language isn't the same way, but I couldn't figure out how to get all of these consonants in there and still sing the way that I normally sing, and I just felt all this mess. And then I get Tight. in there and tension. Tension and the tenor is Czech. And um, I just looked at him and I said, I'm so sorry that I am destroying your language. <laughs> I said, but I'm promise you, I'm really just gonna sing this whole role on vowels. Like I can't do it anymore. I'm done. And it was beautifully <laughs> sung. But Carrie's like one day she's gone up to the high seat. She's like, oh how? I did. I sing it just like that. I didn't care. And I'm Czech, so I'm looking at her going. Well, it sounded like Swahili, but you know. Hey, I have beautiful. I have a year and a half, and my my cast is completely all Russian speakers. Oh, you have to in a way, oh. which I mostly, um, you know, we we like helped cast and everything, and and I thought I cannot be the only one. <laughs> no, no, but the 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 real reason, and you guys have worked girls with worked with me. I am so text oriented and you know for me music and text are one thing that I cannot yeah. imagine doing an opera without really sure. knowing how the how the language goes you know but it's, it's just true. But don't you think also that you might want to know the language? So, because singer, we singers are always talking about you guys and so you might want to know what they're it's singing. Carrie, about. That's don't that's give away the other thing. Secrets. No, that's the other thing. I was like they're going to like say yeah. horrible things about me yes. in front of me. <laughs> No, they're mostly, gonna love you. They'll love you. Mo most, mostly, are, they're they're friends or people I know, so uh -huh. I think it's gonna Great. be okay. And they are, most of them speak Italian or English. But, uh, but um, yeah, so those are my two Good. things that I got to do that I never do. Awesome. And what's and the I'm, first thing you're gonna do when when you're out of quarantine? 
well, if I can travel, I'd love to go see my parents, yeah. my family. Yeah. Um, on a more daily basis. Yeah, um, like immediate. <laughs> okay, guys, I don't know what you do, but I wax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old now. I just don't even have hair, so it's like. Yeah. That, that's just a joke. Uh, so what I would really, what I would really love, I, I really miss because I'm a very social person. Is meeting up with a friend for a drink or going to a restaurant. And I mean, I love learning how to cook, but I really miss just <laughs> being with people yes. in front of a meal. Yeah. 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 So. I get it. Carrie, what's the first thing you're going to do? Oh, well, I mean, I, I need to hug my people. Like I just, yeah. I need this. Yeah. And that's also. I need, I mean, I'm so, yeah. you know, I'm lucky that I'm married to who I'm married to and that we like each other and love each other and get along really well. Like hallelujah for that. But because <laughs> we're stuck in this little 700 square foot apartment together. But, um, but I just need, I need that. Like I can't, I want to okay. figure out how I get to my mom, how I get to my brother, how uh, my cousin with her kids that, you know, we're really close with that live 45 minutes from here. I need to hug them so badly. Like I just need that. So yeah, yeah I, I, there's a, a big family event that we had been planning for months with my we're three sisters and a brother and my parents are going to be 50 years marriage um, this year in july and we we have organized this before this whole mess started uh three three day um vacation in, in, in italy our dream is that on the 20th of july we will be able to all be oh. in italy for that okay I so even, even if happen. that's the first, even if it goes that long and that's the first thing we do, I'd, I'd be really, really happy awesome. because they, my parents are really great, strong people, fun, but they've been locked, literally locked in their apartment in Rome for eight, nearly eight weeks. That okay. would be the first, the first thing I would do, waxing aside. <laughs> I mean, don't get the wrong idea. I wax on my own. Yeah. I would <laughs> love someone else. Say. I would love someone else to do it. <laughs> oh, is Guys, there anything you that you want to say to everyone, Speranza? I mean, is there anything you a message you want to to give out to whoever, to colleagues, friends, what family? Oh, I mean, the main thing I want to say is that for our community, for the music community although we all have moments of desperation that we think I can't go much longer without performing and we have financial, maybe some of us, you know, think about financial problems. The light at the end of the tunnel will come. Yeah. Like, and we have to be, we have to think that it's, it's a really hard and horrible moment, but things will get better. We have to believe it. Otherwise it's not going to happen. Bingo. And, that is and, and and the other thing is for that we have to keep in mind all of us that there are people out there fighting every day on the front line you know yep. doctors nurses sick people uh, families of sick people who can't see their relatives and so when i feel down sometimes i think about all those people and i think well we just have to be patient and try to do stuff that will keep us you know yeah. sane somehow but mostly just hope and have have this feeling you know that um that after winter comes spring 
Yes. We ask everybody, when we say the word opera, what mm -hmm. do you, what is your immediate reaction? Um, emotion. Beautiful. I like that. Beautiful. I like yeah. that. Because emotion is everything. It's joy, tears. Yeah. It's emotion. That's beautiful. Really. Thank you. Yeah. So now we do, Carrie. Rapid fire questions. Rapid yes. fire questions. Oh, God. <laughs> I know. Okay. You ready? Yes. Ready? 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 Yeah. Carrie's going to start. Oh, I am? Okay. You need um, to start. Okay. Uh, favorite cuss word in any language? <laughs> mean yes. <laughs> Can I say it? I mean, I'm yeah. allowed to say it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's not favorite. It's just the one that comes. Always comes. Is cazzo. Ah, yeah, I love that. Cazzo. Okay. I mean, it's it's quite vulgar, but it just, you know. It works. Cazzo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Reading a book or Netflix? Um, lately, more reading. Okay. Normally, Good. like when I'm on the road, it's Netflix. But now that I'm at peace, uh, you know, I have more time reading. Carrie? Uh, what was it like conducting Carrie Alkima? <laughs> That's not a rapid fire question. It was actually, and I'm not saying this because you're there. Uh, it was really great. And I tell you why. Uh, me convincing you about things <laughs> that you had never tried. Right. And that maybe at first I thought maybe she's never going to do it or maybe she's not quite convinced about it but then you did and it was so uh powerful and and, and then you know there were moments in some of those performances especially everywhere but especially in the second act I would say uh the aria and moments with Scarpia where where there's like a real connection yeah when I feel a connection with an artist on stage that is um goes beyond just we we decided we're gonna do it like that where you're actually made like i give you the music and you give it back yeah and uh, and I'm, I, I'm i'm saying this because it's it's true you know like you you developed the character you you were willing to do things that you had never done with that character always what's your biggest pet peeve what's your bigger biggest what biggest pet peeve what does that mean sorry my pet english peeve. is not uh, Kinoya, an annoyance. Something like, that is annoying? Yeah. Yeah, to you. The biggest. Tenors. <laughs> um, like for me, it's people that drive in the fast lane and go really slow. Um, yeah. Um, yes, you know, things that annoy me is when, when people are walking on the street and you're coming right in front of them and they don't move over. Oh. So same thing like driving. <laughs> no, have you noticed? Have you ever noticed ah. that if you're not the one who's moving, people don't move usually? Yeah. Yes. Right. That that's really an or people bumping into you and not not saying I'm sorry or things well, like that. One more. Carrie, one more. Red wine, white wine, alcoholic beverage. What's your preference? I love white wine. Okay. Yeah, me too. Italian or French or what? Um any kind. Okay. Uh, I like I like Pinot Grigio. I like Pinot Grigio. I like Grüner Veltliner when I'm in Austria. Um, I also like Aperol Spritz. That's oh. a great. I like uh, that. 
Nice. That's my, my glass, Carrie, my smiley glass. That's yeah. Aperol Spritz glass. Oh, those are so delicious, especially summertime in Europe yeah. on a cafe. I have to say, my, my, my birthday was a couple weeks ago. Oh, and, sorry. Uh, happy birthday. That's right. And um, I as was you yours, I think. You're like yeah. two days, two or three days after me. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I made myself a little cake, you know, and I got a little bottle of Aperol Spritz and I made myself like a... Oh, yeah. Happy yeah. birthday to me. Oh. Well, thank you for doing this. Thank you so, oh, thank you so for great having to see me. you. Really great. Thank you so much and stay healthy. You too. Stay, you stay too. sane. And um, let's keep hoping for the light. The light yeah, that I, I look forward to making music with you. With both me too. We all love our jobs and we love making music, but I think the first time we will go back to doing it. The first performance we will have, or the first rehearsal, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'll have so much more meaning. I think that performing arts will be even more, um, it will be even more powerful what we do. I think so. I yeah. So I think we have to think that out of all of this, something good will come. Yeah. I agree completely. Beautifully said, and thank you. Audience is gonna love to hear this interview. So yeah. stay well and we'll talk to Thank you soon. Okay? Thank you. See you soon in the okay. States. Okay. You or too. Bye. Do you, I can't, I don't have my glasses. Piano spoken. Ah, uh, ready. Hmm.